Yo, it is Friday, first Friday in March. This month just seems like it's already got some traction. We have our friend Steve Greenfield here to just jam on the news a little bit and what he's up to. Subaru swapping a bunch of people and Ford's patent potential repos. I gave myself a tongue twister too early in the morning. How many Ford's patent potential repos can't afford? Uh, what's up, everybody? Good morning. We have, uh, man, it's, it's been a fun week. It's just been a lot going on. It has uh, been a fun week. Wow. It's been a week of ups the and downs. The news has been, it's been one of those things where like, it's just been a flood of things that we can talk about just over and over. I and know. Over. Sometimes it's like, you know, we're digging deep to find something to talk about. And uh, that wasn't the case this week at all. Um, so yesterday afternoon was specifically fun because uh, like a bunch of things happened. Number one, Automotive News picked up one of our little content pieces and ran it uh, featuring Carrie Wise, which is super cool. So I'm going to take a sip from, um, I w- from my I was on Automotive News mug real quick. And also too was on Automotive News. There you go. <laughs> uh, also, I love it. Uh, it was fun because uh, Tom Dahl. We'll talk about him in a minute. He he chimed in on one of our threads, and uh, you know he made some comments. We also noticed like some people following uh, Soto on LinkedIn are some like really high level executives in some companies you would recognize. And so it's fun to see the congruent. I mean the congruent, the community just kind of like inhaling and exhaling on a regular basis. And it was, I don't know, man. It just put me in a good mood. Yeah, it does. It puts you in a good mood. And even just, you know, yesterday I got two text messages of like, hey, this would be great. These would be great things for a Sodu to talk about, right? Like little articles or things like that. The funny part is, is like both of them we had we had covered in the email the day before. Right. But I love the community (laughs) just like being involved and thinking the ideas and stuff like that. Um, This really is a community effort and and we take all those things and run with them. And, you know, Chris and Christy, our writers are are always thinking up and dreaming up new ways to contextualize everything that's going on in the automotive world. And um, speaking of contextualizing everything that's going on in the automotive world. Segway. That was maybe the longest segue it was that I've ever long. had. It was pretty long. It was pretty long. <laughs> uh, we are welcoming back today Steve Greenfield to talk about his latest Intel report and even just chop it up with us with the news. Steve is a friend of uh, Sodu, and we're really excited to have him and, and always share this time in the early month to chat about uh, what is going on in the industry and what he's seeing. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show, man. Guys, good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. You just told you us. Guys, Go you ahead. Guys, like, you're surprised. Hold on, Paul. You guys actually like you're surprised. Oh yeah, we're getting excited on automotive news, and I got CEOs <laughs> of car companies following me. Like, I bet you nobody's surprised other than you guys. I don't know why you're surprised. You guys are too humble. I mean, well, well, who isn't watching what you guys are doing right now? Oh man, we appreciate oh, that. You. Actually, yeah. we were going to we, we were going to talk about this in the beginning of the show. Um, we we put in our email this morning. And we're such community minded and, you know, like we, a lot of people know we just raised the second round of funding and uh, we were able to partner with the Automotive Ventures Investment Club to create a lane for just, uh, I'll call it the regular people in our community to invest in the company and be part of the movement in a deeper way. Um, you know, there's some more detail about that. You can go to asodu.com forward slash AV for Automotive Ventures, asodu.com forward slash AV. And um, thank you for making a way because... The, the people, like what we do is based on this belief that elevating the culture and perception of the retail auto industry is possible and it's going to take all of us to do it. And, you know, you giving us this opportunity to make a lane for other people to do that on a deeper level is, is something we're super excited about. 
Well, look, I'm, I'm going to ask Kyle, put Kyle on the spot here. Let Please do. His show. But, you know, something that Kyle says resonates with me every single day, you know, talking about sort of like making sure that the next generation of kids who are out there, you know, actually want to be in automotive. And Kyle, you're much more eloquent than I am. But when you say that, it really, it hits me, right? I think it hits a lot of people. But go, go ahead. I mean, you'll do a better job than I will. Please repeat whatever it is that you typically say. Yeah, I, I I have this. So I have a, a nine and uh, a nine, seven and uh, almost one year old in my household. And my vision is that you have almost as many kids as I have cats. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> you close from what I understand. <laughs> but my my desire is to 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 see a world where when they're graduating high school or college, that them and their friends are beating down the doors of the automotive industry, asking their guidance counselors and and everybody in their in their ecosystem and their in their network to say, how do I get in retail auto? Can I? Can someone find me a spot because it's so hard to get in because the network is so deep and and the desire to be a part of this industry. And I know that if we do that, if we've got a culture that invites people so deeply into a career path into it, then we know that the that the retail business side of things is going to be so attractive to consumers that there's no way retail automotive uh, it takes away the dealership network. So yeah, that's yeah. Well, I mean, it resonates with me, man. I mean, I, 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 kudos to you guys. I, I don't know if there's two people that work harder in automotive than you two guys. And also, I mean, who won't get on board with the mission? So I think for That's people right. to be able to you know, cough up a few dollars and, and be part of this and help you guys achieve this mission, the whole industry benefits. And that's why you guys have such a following with C-level executives and you get on automotive news and you're only in the first inning. That's right. First <laughs> inning. I love it. Well, let's talk about, it. let's shift the conversation and talk about your monthly Intel report. Um, every month you, you give uh, a great, like Steve's thoughts, right? Greenfield's take or what's it called? Greenfield's thoughts, Steve's thoughts. I don't know, but it's the part where you kind of, like, <laughs> you kind of articulately brain dump and what's on your mind and what yeah. you're focused point on. Of view. I, I call point it of point of view, view but I probably, I probably need some marketing feedback on that. No, even. point of view is great. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm got, I got morning brain, but um, so you can get this by going to automotiveventures.com and please, your email list is growing like a weed. People find big value in it. You're kind of at the center of the conversation everywhere I look. Uh, what are you talking about this month and why is it important? So th this month I actually reflect. I mean, I, you know, I was starting to write this thing over the last week and I'm like, it's been three years since I left the corporate world. Uh, so I was like, you know, let me let me look back three years since I've been publishing the Intel report, which seems in some ways it seems like a lot longer, but in some ways it feels like, man, three years have, has already passed, right? So I have a sense of urgency to continue to put, put to push forward, but um, really reflecting back on what we've accomplished over the last three years, you know, the, the, the second fund is out. We, as you guys said, we we launched this investment club. What we're trying to accomplish and our our, our mission overall. Uh, which you know is very parallel to yours in terms of like informing the the industry and then also democratizing investments into the industry and um, ha had some fun you know showed a couple of uh, graphics around how, how our first fund has come together our investment area some some of the logos and then you know we're we're out of the gates on on the dealer fund now um, we'll, we'll get that thing closed by the end of April um, and we've made three investments already so we are we're moving forward and uh, I'm just looking forward to what the next year looks like. Yeah, I, I love this because there's been so many 
you know, what you've done is you said, hey, look, there's been a lot of dealers that have created technology over the years. And then there's been a lot of technology companies that have created technology over the years, both that serve the automotive industry. But one of the one of the issues is that like bridging the gap between either one of those for technology or for dealers to be able to see and and give insight to the other side is really important. And I think the dealer fund, especially when you have a tech led company that maybe doesn't come out of a dealer to be able to support and inform what's mm -hmm. going on there. It's not just an investment side approach. It's a it's a it's a information side approach and it's a commitment to seeing dealers and technology kind of like come together instead of them running, you know, just only parallel. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. And something that you said really resonates, Kyle, you know, as, as you know, more than me with, with Auto Genius, we're seeing more dealers take it upon themselves to build software solutions. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually featured two of them in two companies to watch this week. But, you know, th this really excites me because the, the, the cost of building software has come down where dealers who are very forward thinking and saying, look, there's a big pain point in my business. If only I could hire some developers and, and build something to solve that pain point. This is happening. And, you know, we, we, we could potentially, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I've been thinking about this. What if we launched a fund in the future and only invested in solutions that dealers were building themselves for mm. the benefit of other dealers? Because no. I, I'm seeing this. I'm shocked that almost on a weekly basis now I'm seeing a new solution. Mm. And often it's like, you know, an owner saying, hey, Steve, Steve, I want to show you something. You can't tell anyone. You know, we, we built this. Let me, let me show you what we've built. No, but honestly, really, we've built this thing for our own employees. But I'm thinking about how do I bridge the gap and start selling it to dealers outside of my my group? Absolutely. And, you know, this is going to be like a new wave of innovation because the barriers to entry to build software are low. And what, what better place to start the innovation um, th th than with the dealers themselves? If that if yeah. that's not pushing back, I don't know what is. That's, that's, that's <laughs> get you on a Friday just all ready to swing gloves and stuff like that. You know uh, what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Speaking of that, everybody's got like a lot of things to do. Let's. We have two new stories we want to cover today. A lot of transition going on as usual. So uh, we'll do the story, and as usual, we want to know uh, what your quick hot take is on it. So let's get into the first story. Subaru uh, is moving around. They've appointed 60 year old Atushi Osaki as their new CEO replacing current CEO Tomomi Nakamura, who has been at the helm since 2018. Osaki recently served as global production chief, but is a tenured history in uh, quality insurance. Uh, assurance outgoing CEO Nakamura will become chairman. Uh, the new CEO said, we at Subaru want to survive the age of electrification by being nimble. We will put various systems in place while focusing on flexibility and expansion. He also added that he sees growth in the U.S. market coming ahead. And that was the only part of the story until we picked up the other part of the story, which is uh, also announced was that president and CEO of Subaru of America, Tom Dahl, will be stepping down effective April 1st and assuming the role as corporate advisor, still based at his uh, at the home office HQ in Camden, New Jersey. I wonder if they're going to make a move offices. I don't know, but I'm going to read Tom's. Uh, I'm going to read Tom's comment uh, because I think it is just indicative of his heart for the industry and uh, something we can um, all connect with. He says the Subaru brand and Subaru of America held a special place, hold a special place in my heart. Since the day I arrived 41 years ago, we've worked tirelessly to make Subaru more than a car company. The growth of this company has been nothing if not spectacular, but I am most proud of the good we have done with our love promise programs and the lives it has impacted. It is the employees of Subaru of America, the great friendships we have developed and our amazing customers and retailers who are the secret of our success. 
do with that what you want, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I mean, I, I, we've gotten to meet Tom a, a couple of times now, and he was at SodaCon, and and like you said, he's commented kind of on on what we've got going on here at Asodu, and I just the the fact that he changes people's minds on calling dealers retailers and the approach that he has and the care that he has when he's in a conversation with you and the number of people uh, you know that I that I've talked to that are like he remembers my name immediately all of those type of things endear him to so many people he'll be missed from the seat that he's in but if if I've learned anything in my brief interactions with Tom is that he will not be missed in this industry because I guarantee he will still have uh, a physical and a, a, a legacy impact on the way that we approach um, retailing. Steve, any thoughts? Just I mean, he's a, just a great individual, great human being, and you know, you, you talk to any of the dealers and they just love him. So I'm sure it's creating anxiety with the dealers who, who, who the replacement's going to be. But I mean, the, the dealers just really love him and, and feel like he's always had their back. Um, they did announce the replacement. Actually, he's a 34-year Subaru veteran, uh, Tadashi. They call him Tadi. Uh, Tadashi Yoshida will be promoted to uh, chairman and CEO of Subaru of America. Uh, his current position is executive vice president. So a lot of people know who it is and uh, right. they'll be promoting him. I do just want to make a comment and I know it's not popular to make comments on uh, people's appearance these days, but the new CEO of Subaru Global is, I believe he's 60 years old and he looks like he's about 38. I want the secret sauce. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually indicative of the Subaru brand, it really right? It's is. a younger, yeah. it's a young brand that just continued to, to, to provide energy. You, you might have to go over to the Tom Brady diet though. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? I don't think really many people want to do that because it's not, it doesn't sound very fun, but it's, it's okay to be Tom Brady. Um, you know, uh, we Kyle and I were tossing this around before, and we might just approach Tom and ask if if he wants to like do a show with us, like a real show. And and we don't know the setting yet, but Tom Dahl is the kind of guy you want to build a show around. So Tom, if you're watching or okay. listening today, expect a phone call. Um, there you go. Speaking of people that get phone calls, we'll do this one. I guess I tried to connect that to collections and repossessions, but here's the story. Ford isn't getting into the repo business, it says, and has no plans to use this new software or technology that they just filed a patent. And basically, it's a software that can disable things like your air conditioning, stop your windows from being able to roll down. Um, it can create what they call an incessant, an unpleasant beeping, or even potentially drive the car to another location in a repossession situation in this patent they recently filed. Isaac, put the patent picture up. I don't, this is a picture from the patent and I feel like there's a meme waiting to be written about this, oh, but we're going to have to work about it and think, but basically it links to all the little areas of the car that it can disable. So, um, Basically, Ford said in a statement, we submit patents on new inventions as a normal course of business, but they aren't necessarily an indication of new business or product plans. Uh, John Van Oste, senior attorney with the National Consumer Law Center, said, it really seems like you're opening up a can of worms that as a manufacturer, you don't really need to be doing uh, as the patent comes during a time when auto loan delinquencies are on the rise. What are your thoughts on that, gentlemen? Well, I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's like a no-brainer. You know, I, I think that why hasn't anyone thought of it already? If the car is going to be self-driving, then just just drive the car back to the bank or the repo agent. Why have repo agents go out there and endangering themselves picking up the car? So to me, it seems like a no-brainer. I know you know people on social media. This has lit people up, right? It's like, woo! You never do that to my car. Not fair. But, I mean, yeah. it, 
if you stop paying today, typically like there's a starter interrupt with a GPS, they turn your car off. So now they're not only going to turn their car off, they're going to make it really annoying. And, you know, imagine in the summer, they turn on your heated seats. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Cruel and unusual. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, so, so, yeah, really make it really annoying for the consumer. And then if you continue to don't pay, we can warn you. Like, hey, we're going to actually drive your car away. There's there's so much that can be made content that can be made about this. So much content and, and around this. There's a we had back when I had a fleet of vehicles in my first business. You know we had fleets and techno technicians all over. And we before it was really a thing. We installed this technology in the cars that would try to like make sure that like our guys weren't going too fast and things like that. And it would start to emit a beep like once they went like eight miles an hour over the speed limit. And what we found is they just turned up the radio. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, actually, we're going over to the All Things Used Car yeah. Clubhouse room because we're two minutes late for that because we're doing things. Steve, thanks for joining us today. Uh, for you in the community, check out asodu.com forward slash AV, and we will see you in Clubhouse. Clubhouse.